the snow. Well, what, what's happening tomorrow? Who, who's got an update for me? We turn it now over to veteran meteorologist Charlie Bevins. Uh, Charlie. Look, yeah, I'm looking at the radar here, the, the radar being Google. And it uh, looks like... Well, you don't have your own Doppler? What's the matter? No, it looks like 96% chance of rain, snow, and wind tomorrow with uh, winds to the northeast of about 24 miles an hour. What about the snow accumulation? Six to 10 inches. What? Where? I need details. I need greater detail. According to ACCU weather. What? AccuWeather. AccuWeather. Where? The Atlantic Coast Conference? <laughs> Accu weather. What is the reported, uh, or, or what is the speculated uh, total at Midway? I always go off Midway because I live very close. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like eight miles from Midway. I usually go off of the Midway reading. What are we saying? What are we calling for at Midway? Okay, you guys. That work takes on extra that. typing. You guys oh. work on that. Extra typing going on right now, Carm. I threw I threw Charlie and Jake under the bus. They didn't know I was going to go to veteran newsmen. Yeah, looks and like- meteorologists. It looks like at Midway, it's going to be snow accumulation of around six inches. Oh, come on. Son is of it a... worse north or is it worse south? That's another I think it's question. worse north still. It's too many directions now. Six inches? What the hell? You know, we got, I knew it. It's easy to forget because we had an easy February. It's still only March 2nd, Yerk. That it is. You know, we got a long way to go, but damn it. You know we always have one of these days. It was coming. Son of a... I always say, like, a- April's the worst weather month because you think you're finally out of it. The worst. And then you'll get, like, a weekend. I agree. It sucks. April sucks. You got nights where it's 28 degrees, and you're like, come on, man. It's just exhausting it by is. that point. It's just it's, 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 the death march is what it is. By the way, York, you look good in that Michigan Thank State. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it that's the kind the other of day. quarter zip that you right. need. I need something a little more burly. Well, that's nice. A little thicker. You know, weather's going to be a little bit <laughs> uh, question mark when I'm down there in uh, in uh, Pinehurst. Yurko goes in two weeks to Pinehurst. Could be lows to like 40 in the morning with highs up in the upper 50s, low 60s. By the afternoon. Well, it'll be nice. I mean, it's better yeah. than here right now. Sure. But it'd be like the last three days we had when it was 50. By me yesterday, it was 60 degrees. I know. It was beautiful. Oh, it was glorious. I'm going to New Orleans next week. So you got to make sure you have quarter zips down there and some layers. You can always take stuff off, I say. I've been tracking the weather patterns for New Orleans because I'll be there next weekend. And it looks like it's going to be pretty nice. Warm. Upper 60s, low 70s, which is, I think, pretty normal for this time of year. So looking forward to a little bit of that warmth. 312-332-3776 if you want to join Carmen and Yurko. we got some more Bears calls we could take. Uh, we'll spend some time. You know, Bulls almost blew another game last night. Now they, they won. won. They won. Zach said Beverly. Beverly was getting at Vooch. He was. He, oh, he yeah, was going after Vooch. Defensive rotation or not closing down. Not for defensive rotation. You're right. And, Vooch, and he was. And then Vooch was. Uh, I don't think Vooch liked it. But yeah. okay, that's why you did bring in Pat Beverly. I not bet that you, it's going to matter at the end of the day. But I bet she was swearing in my language. I bet you he might have been. Yeah. Although Vooch's English is pretty damn good, he might have just been swearing at him in English. Who knows. I, that's why you brought Beverly. I get it. But, man, man still, what is it going to do for you when it's all said and done? Zach's had three huge games against the Pistons, by the way, this year. Billy's in Berwyn on ESPN 1000. What's up, Billy? Hey, what's up, boys? Thanks for taking my call. You got Happy it, Thursday. Happy Thursday. Hey, uh, you guys are talking about uh, guaranteed contracts and how do you get players to get motivated. Yerk, what are your thoughts on the NFL sort of kind of imposing shorter 
time spans for guaranteed contracts and essentially making guaranteed contracts audition seasons for players. So if you've got a two-season guaranteed contract, you know that you're essentially working towards an audition tape for your next team. I um I I think what they have in a veteran contract is once you you know if you're a eight year player right if you make the opening day roster your contract is guaranteed for the rest of the year I think that's correct so there are some theoretical guarantees for older players right. that get sure. very, you know that are vested uh, eight years and then make an opening day roster mm-hmm. then they're good for the rest of the year but you're talking about short term deals. Uh, that are guaranteed. I think the NFL doesn't like the any, any thought of guaranteed contracts whatsoever. Right. I don't. Well, think. sure. Yeah. Guaranteed, and I guaranteed think money. By, like limiting. Right. Guaranteed money. They've got no problem with, but the flexibility they get right now with longer term deals with no guarantees, only guaranteed money, is at some point if things go bad with the player, they can get out of the deal, and then there's injury protection if a guy has a career-ending injury, that the NFL covers mm-hmm. through a different fund. But if they owed okay. the players, say, like $15 million, they'd only be responsible for like $1.2 million of it. The NFL covers the rest? Yeah. No. That's all. Oh, oh that's all. That, yes. Okay. The creating, like when Hunter Hillmeyer oh, went out. Okay. Only he didn't have a surgical procedure when he left. He got screwed, right? He got yeah. screwed over. Yes, yeah, and yeah. who agreed to that? Uh, the the, player, the NFLPA. The I got yes. something on the PA. Billy, thanks as always, buddy. I got something from the PA for you, yeah, too, in a little the bit. The Players Association no. agreed to that, which makes you wonder what the... It is going does. On. It does. It yeah. really does. Yeah. And DeMaurice like, wants to the get come back out. for that. Yeah. DeMaurice wants to come back and say, hey, look what a great job I'm doing. Wrong. Like, what did you get back for that? That yeah. you felt like you no, were. No, nothing. You know, like, nothing. I don't know. It, that's weird. Nothing. Jordan's in Merrillville. What's up, Jordan? What's going on, guys? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was thinking about this the other day. It's kind of uh, out there, but I was thinking about the Lamar Jackson situation. Um, I, what I thought about is I was thinking about the 49ers. If you were the 49ers, would you trade Lance and Purdy and package him for, for Lamar Jackson when you're a quarterback away? I know you still got to got to pay him. You got to pay him, and he's going to be you know he's going to be a big cap hit. hit, hit um, but you got to make you know make some some moves elsewhere. But for a team that's ready made, I, you know, I just I found that to be uh, interesting. Maybe something that might be viable. It's a good question. I think the contract right now. I and think the, both the potential demands for are, the quarterbacks. Aren't high, not for the other two. Yeah, not for the other two. No, they're not high. So can San Francisco take on that kind of cap hit? I'd have to look at that, Jordan. Thanks, buddy. I mean, boy, just the idea of Lamar Jackson with Kyle Shanahan in that offense—that is exciting. Kyle Shanahan probably likes the sound of that. It is exciting. Or, but you know, San Francisco could be have. The but benefit. you're going to have to trade for that, and, and that's not going to be enough. It, it, you're going to have to be given course, draft picks. Of away. course. And San Francisco's got the benefit of two young quarterbacks right, with, on the rookie deals. With talent uh, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, McCaffrey yeah. McCaffrey ta- talent. Yeah. Sweeney, uh, Dabo, not Sweeney. Uh, Samuel. Debo, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. George Kittle. Yeah, Kittle. Brandon Ayuk. And I only say it because you're spending money on McCaffrey. He's still running back, even with his versatility. You're spending money on him. Yeah, and you got defensive players that are getting paid. You spent money on Debo I mean, last you're, offseason. You're, you're, spending every, you're spending money everywhere, which is why the quarterbacks being having nothing is a reason why you could spend money everywhere. The idea of it is great. And, and then it, it, your quarterback gets paid. you got to purge people. Yes. That's why it's so unlikely. You know... Brady makes sense because Brady, you could say one year. 
might be, you know, he'd be very amenable to almost probably any type of contract. No, it's probably not going to happen. But you know what I mean? Like, yes, that kind of veteran quarterback makes a lot of sense. Paying potentially $50 million a year to Lamar Jackson, you know, it might blow the whole thing to smithereens as talented as he is and how much fun it would be to watch him in Kyle Shannon's office. I think you're right. Josh is in Columbus on ESPN 1000. Hey, Josh. Hey, boys. Appreciate you feeling my call. You got it. Hey, I love the conversation um, of late regarding uh, Jalen Carter and kind of the off the field um, hot water that he's found himself in. And, you know, I think this offseason is almost too crucial. It's too important to be wasting like a top five pick um, on a guy who, you know, you don't know whether he's going to be in good standing with the team or in good standing with the league, you know, by the end of his rookie contract. Um, I think, like, barring a complete and utter exoneration, like top five pick, you can't do it. Um, I think the one caveat, though, is if you end up trading back to like seven or eight or nine and you end up acquiring enough pieces, right, enough draft capital to maybe give yourself a little bit of wiggle room or a little bit of a buffer to acquire other talented players in this year's draft, you could consider it. I, I like, I'm torn, Josh, and it's not even so much it has to do with what's going on with Jalen Carter right now because I, I – Again, maybe this changes if the situation gets dicier for him. So I guess we'll throw that caveat out there. As it is today, I don't think his stock has affected much, and I don't think the league's going to be suspending him or anything like that. I just don't. I, 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 uh, I could be wrong, but I don't think you're gambling if you take him in the top five. If, if this is it, if, the, if, there, if this, what we know is what we know, he'll go through the legal process. He's pretty sure he... What could change to make things worse? Well, they find out that he was drinking and drunk. How are they going to find that out? I, again, point? I'm saying, what are things they could find out that could make things worse? He was involved in an accident yeah, with his guy. You there you go. There is some paint traded. There you go. There's a mark on his car. He caused him to go wide on that little left-hand turn, get go. into the embankment. Now, if those things come out, there you go. then this thing becomes much worse than it actually is. That's yes. it. So that's okay. the caveat. So those are the things. Without those. That can make things worse for yeah. Jalen Carter. I don't know how much worse you're Without taking. that, yeah. with the knowledge that you have now, two misdemeanors. Yeah. That's that's That was my point. But here's yeah. why I'm torn. Not even that. Because sometimes I do like the idea of stockpiling many picks to give themselves many chances to find good players, great players that are going to help them because they need so much. Their roster stinks. If they go down I, to nine and he's still there, they're going to take him at nine. I, yeah, okay? I think so. I, I'll tell you that right now. I would think so. If they go down to nine and he's still there, they're taking him at nine. I would think so. It'd be interesting to see how this all goes. Their roster stinks. So a lot of times I hear the oh, trade back, and then again, and then maybe a third time. And I've got it in my head that they're collecting all these draft picks for this year and next. And you're like, yeah, that's that's exciting. You need a lot. You need to take a lot of swings yeah. because you miss a lot. It's a hard. It's not a exact science. It's a hard thing. And they're so bad in so many areas, and they need so much help. They need so many playmates. They do need a lot. And so, you know, but then at the same time, I'm like, do you really want to miss on a talent like Will Anderson or Jalen Carter? I keep going back and forth. I guess we're going to do it for weeks and weeks still before we get to the draft. And maybe even right after, like, oh, did they do the right thing? Didn't they? I'm, I, like, at times, I talk myself into both scenarios being the right scenario, Yerk. More of your calls coming up, plus McKnight at the movies is around the corner. Your chance to win, your chance to play and just have fun. We're coming right back. 
You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. McKnight at the Movies. Connor McKnight recreates classic cinema on Carmen and Yurko, only on ESPN Chicago. Yurko, I love this part of the week. McKnight at the Movies. Brought to you, as always, by the Village of Elmwood Park. Today's gift card is for Cafe Cubano. Cafe Go get Cubano. a Cafe Con Leche. Get, get a Cuban, a Cuban, a sandwich, Cuban sandwich, That's right. Which, it's in my top three sandwiches. Yeah. A Ruben, Cuban. Ruben's number one. Yeah, boy, me. I tell well, you. Man. A good Ruben's. Uh, on, you're not uh, wrong. I got to stop. I got to stop myself. I, I knew I was going to do it too, too quick. I was going to do it too quick. The prosciutto. Yeah, it's number mozzarella's one. Mozzarella's number one. That's then number the Reuben. One. And then you go what with What about a just a good corned beef? You go with a Cuban sandwich. I like the Reuben. Carm. I like the... I know. mean, the prosciutto and mozzarella. What about a, a good meatball sandwich? Uh, I'm having spaghetti tonight. Are you? Spaghetti and balls. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I say after we do McNight at the Movies, we do our power rankings of sandwiches. Yeah. The Cuban sandwich is on there. And if you've never yeah. had it, if you're going yeah. like, guys, what's a, a Cuban? A Cuban sandwich... Has got fresh roasted pork loin, yep. ham, Dijon, Dijon pickles, pickle. Swiss cheese, and then they put it in one of those presses. presses yeah, now, and they I put like, a little lard on the bread too to do. get the crispiness. They do, and then I like. A lot of times you'll go to a Cuban place and you'll see medianoche on the menu, oh, and that's me, when they put me, it on the medianoche. sweet bread. The media, the medianoche, medianoche. Oh, it's it's got to be a triangle slice too. Yeah, it's got to be. be triangle slice. It's got to be sliced on the bias. As we yeah, say on the bias. Mad that's on. what we call Charlie the bias. My God, a good Cuban me, sandwich. Medianoche. So the winner today is going to get a gift card to Cafe Cubano in Elmwood Park. Go get a. Beautiful. Go get a. Tasty sandwich. They got all, t- all kinds of great. T- I love Good Cuban stuff. food. I'm a sucker for Cuban food. Tell you them Carmen and Yurko sucker. sent you. I, you could stop it. Just I'm a sucker. That's, That's just it right there. All right. Here we go. Dallin knew uh, the uh, movie because he helped yeah, uh, Jake with something. Put yeah. it, so I, we don't know. We never do. We'll he said play it's going to be tougher than the average bear. Yeah, but he said it's a good one. All right. All right. So here we go. When you think you know it, first correct caller at 312-332-3776. Here is part one for McKnight at the Movies. Our scene opens as a man and a woman looks to be a couple are seated and in the midst of a talk. It's a serious one. You know the type where each person is angry with the other, but they're trying to hide that fact as long as they can so they can seem like they're trying to take the high road. It never works. Both people always explode. You get it. As they talk... It's clear that the man, who's got a peculiar British accent, has failed to share a critical piece of information with his significant other. She is upset, but trying to stay calm. He, meanwhile, is trying to make the situation seem better than it is and totally missing the mark. He has no ability to read the room and is, instead, totally focused on himself. Just as things get super tense, these two are interrupted by the staff. But he said there's only two at the table. Like, I have an idea, but there's more than two people in the scene I'm thinking of. Because he talked about some... What did he say about the British accent? He call, he defined it as an... Uh, how did he phrase that? Almost like, is it somebody putting on an accent that's not really British? Hmm, I don't know, Yurko. I gotta find some out about the accent. I, <laughs> I don't know this one yet. This one's tougher. Here's part two. A bit on our actors. Breakout roles for both, really. Although she had been in a few bigger-ish TV shows leading up to the film, she'd go on to star and sing in more big movies and lead in one of the best TV shows of the 2010s. He's more personality than actor, but at this point we hadn't seen either. 
So it's a fairly hilarious role for the iconoclastic Brit. The guy just interrupting the scene is quite notable, still in his slacker phase here, but he'd move on to big-time roles, including two Oscar noms. Also in the film, Jackie, Paul Westhead, Barry, Kenneth, and Ant-Man. Paul Rudd's in the movie. Paul Rudd, and so is Jason Segel. Mm-hmm. I know it. You got to show me, kid. And it's the bit actors that gave it. it to you. Yeah, I know it. All right, you got to show me. Especially about the... Uh, well, I don't know. I think that's it, but I might be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know what the uh, name of the movie was, but I think I know what you're talking that, about. I might be wrong. Let's see. Here's part three. Back to the scene. The guy that's interrupted has given the woman a chance to leave, and she does. Now... We're subject yeah, to is. an equally yeah. awkward yeah. but almost non-sequitur yeah. conversation between yeah. the English musician and it. wannabe waiter. <laughs> the server is asking for a favor of this ultra-famous singer, but he cannot tell or refuses to accept that he's being given the cold shoulder. No one wants to listen to a demo tape, ever, especially <laughs> when you're on vacation in Hawaii, even... If you're watching one of the most rewatchable movies of the last 20 years. We did get it. He's right about that. It's yeah. probably one of my favorite comedies of the last 20 years. It's absolutely f- sensational. Uh, so we got it. Oof. All right, Yerk. We're on a good run here. Let's we see. We haven't missed one in quite some time. What do we got? Nick in Northbrook, I believe, yeah. is our winner. Nick, what's that movie? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You know it. It is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Hold on, Nick. You're going to Cafe Cubano in Elmwood Park. Tell them Carmen and Yurko sent you when you go. Russell Brand being that guy. Yes. And yeah. and it's, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kristen Bell? Is that her yeah, name? I think is it is. That's her name. And then Mila Kunis. And it's just yeah. loaded. Yeah. Cast loaded. is loaded. It's loaded. phenomenal. Loaded with bear. It's hilarious. Here is the reveal. I didn't know you were going on tour. Yeah, I'm going in two weeks. It's like an 18-month tour, 43 countries, infant sorrow. That's good. Massive tour. Yeah, I can't come because I have a job. I'm a working actress. Not anymore. You're an unemployed actress. Perfect. You could be the queen of the groupies, queen of the sorrow suckers. The sorrow suckers. Sorrow suckers. I I don't know why I call them that. Mr. Mrs. Snow, sorry. Sorry to bother you. Uh, The hotel wanted to offer you some complimentary coconut cake. It's from the hotel. It's definitely not from me, personally. So, yeah, thanks. When, um, when were you planning on telling me this? Uh, I just told you then. Just yeah, told no, you I then. know. Um, but telling me now isn't really the same as telling me. Well, look, you know, I've not told you I've got because it's not inflamed at the moment. Do you guys want some champagne with your cake, or do you uh, want it without your cake? I don't drink All right, so I came here to give you my demo. I just, I, I'm, I worship you, and I just wanted to give you my demo. Just take a listen and, and... okay. Because you know what? You don't want to be the guy sitting there watching BBC and saying, oh, I saw that guy. He was my waiter, and I totally dismissed him like everyone else does in his life. And I totally, she was wrong because he's a major, major, major influence on me now. And I feel terrible. <clears throat> that stupid English voice, was that <laughs> me? Unfortunately, yes. It's just a great movie. Jonah Hill is fantastic in it. Uh, well done, as always, by Connor McKnight. Jake, Abdallah texted me. He said he, you told him oh. the wrong movie. I was going to say, I misled him because I didn't. I was asking him about what to bleep. 
And yeah, then well, we got to beep the bleep that out. Yeah, really? that's what, okay. So right. I was double checking, and then well, I was what like, "What movie did you think it was?" Well, I, he was like, "What movie is it?" And I was like, "Oh, it's the one with Jonah Hill and Russell Brand." So now oh, I can see why. Get him to the Greek. Get him to the, get him Greek. To the Greek. He thought uh, that because I left out the Christian yeah. Bell part. I was like, that "Yeah, would have sure. been harder." Yeah, he thought get him to the Greek. Which, I don't think anyone d- would describe forgetting Sarah Marshall as the movie with. <laughs> Uh, Jonah Hill and Russell Brand. I don't know. I mean, I could. Uh, it's loaded. I, I mean, think Siegel and her are Siegel, really the bigger yeah, parts of the two main The other ones. two are bit parts. Well, Mila Kunis and Siegel, right? Are yes, kind of like that. Yes, yeah, that's yes. more. Yeah. The other one's kind of Dude, just bit player. When he sings the Dracula musical for the first time at the bar, I mean, I, I lose it every time. Like, it's so. It's getting kind of hard it's to believe. So priceless. We should play yeah, the Dracula I mean, song. It is so People good. don't know what we're talking about oh, now. Man, how do you not know? We oh. should play the Dracula song. He is, He's so uncomfortable as he's about to start because he just knows what's coming. I mean, the I, I, like, it cracks me up every single time. Uh, on your list of sandwiches, Yurko, where does the PB and J fall in? Does it make uh, well, like a top five or ninth? Nine way okay. back. I love PB and J. I can't. I can't commit to the PB and J. Okay, I won't. Burger's not a sandwich. Yeah, that's Burgers like a weird its thing. Own, it's its own area. It's its own class, it's, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll go with the egg and bacon sandwich. That's breakfast a good one. sandwich. A breakfast sandwich. Boy, I didn't even I'm think about that. I'm a big fan. Egg, egg, bacon, and cheese. That's really a good one. With toasted bread. Oh, man. You've got to have a breakfast sandwich on there. It's not its own area of sandwich. No, it is It is sandwich. Breakfast sandwich. Eggs over medium. Bacon. American cheese. Kojak, if you want a little bite. Kojak. Not, not Kojak. Colby Jack, right? Col- no, no, no. What I'm thinking of, Pepper Jack. Pepper Jack. Pepper Jack, if you want a little bite. Pepper Jack cheese. Yeah. What uh that that smack you in what is it? The basic corned beef pastrami. I love it. Basic corned corn beef pastrami. Uh BLT, BLT would be my number two sandwich with bacon on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. With the breakfast sandwich being number one, BLT being number two. You get a good BLT and you know well, think, you know, things are happening for you. you. Get a little toast. I, I like to put mayonnaise on my BLT. Okay, a little bit. Toast, little. Little, little, little a sheen. A, a sheen. Let's call it a sheen. I'm with you. I got the tomato, the I mean the lettuce, the tomato, then the bacon on top of the tomato. You don't need salt because the bacon's providing salt. You do, that's true. Okay. Yoko. You gotta remember that. Yeah. Gotta have at least three pieces thick cut bacon. Yes. Now, this thin-cut stuff. It's uh, got to be thick-cut bacon. I like the thick-cut yeah. bacon, too. It's good stuff. Uh, Marcus is in Dallas on ESPN 1000. Marcus, what up? Hey, how you guys doing today? Good, man. How Great, are you, Marcus? What's happening? Oh, uh, right. This is what I got the fear of. We can't, we can't let Jalen Carter uh, get away from us because I know I don't know how many teams is going to let him slip down. He's he's on the top board for most a lot of teams. And my fear is he get to the Lions at number six, and, and the Lions – is building they they uh, defensive lineup and he got, they pair him up with Hutchinson mm. and it's gonna be it's gonna be big for them yeah and I don't the NFC North to get get away from us yeah good and call yeah. not, not the Lions all right Marcus thanks if, man if, if Jalen Carter does go to them yeah that line is <laughs> I mean they've been building their defensive yeah. and offensive lines anyway Can you believe it and the they're Lions, pretty sturdy yeah the Lions sturdy like we're talking about how we're impressed with the Lions. They hit on the fourth rounder wide receiver, St. Brown. Oh, that's always we get the lousy St. Brown. How'd that happen? Well, and they re-signed him for, for what? Well, at least I think it was one year. Was it a two-year deal? Did he get? Did they give him a two-year deal? I mean, the Lions. We're impressed with the Lions. 
It's crazy. Hey, you were talking about the PA before the NFL PA. Do you know that they uh, compiled the list of grade, like they graded yeah. the teams? Did you know about this? I, I saw. You see it? What the Bears were rated? Yeah. I'm gonna. I'll throw a few teams at you. They had players. They did like a player survey, and they ranked various categories within. Yeah, trying to put the pressure, different organizations. Trying to put pressure on those teams that stink. Right. You know that are that have always been kind of lousy. Yeah, and it used to be the New York Jets facility, right? Wherever it was at, in Islip. No, no, it's well, in. I, uh, it was in Islip. Oh, it was. It was awful. It's in Flo- uh, Florham Park now. Right now it is. It was the worst facility in the history of man. Is that right? Right, and then they finally upgraded it. Fl- yeah, so they my, finally put an upgrade on. My it. brother lived out in Jersey for a while when he was yeah. working in New York, and he lived right by their facility, and it. it, it People there said how nice. You would have saw the Dolphins facility. Is that right? The Dolphins weight room. The Dolphins weight room was an outdoor weight room when I was there in 1990. Well, just think about how it had a roof in case it rained. Right, right, right. But But when it rained, the water was everywhere. Just think about how different the league is now from when you were in it, though. And the money now, and you know, like how teams do want to cater to the with free agency to these players. That's kind of the point of this. We'll talk about some of that coming up. We'll tell you how the Bears stack up. Three one two three three two three seven seven six for Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Working from home or back in the office? Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. So the Bears grade out relatively well, according to the players in the league, Yurk. The NFLPA conducted this study amongst all of its members about the different organizations. And here are the categories, Yurk. Treatment of families, food service slash nutrition. Danny Zetterman's very interested in that one. Weight room, strength coaches, training room, training staff, locker room, and team travel. Those are the categories. Team travel. The Bears. Treatment of families. Get a C minus. Oh, no. They rank C minus. What? Oh, they, no. They ranked 22nd out okay. of the 32 teams in the NFL. Food service nutrition. This was their worst grade. D plus. Food service. Well, you better call the armchair nutritionist now that we got a partnership with the, the Bears. Go up there. Put, a, put them on some sort of diet. Keto. Let's get Zed on the phone. Get Zetterman on the phone, Charlie. I want to ask him what he's going to do to help the Bears. They could really use his help, it sounds what? like. Now, here, believe it or not, we got to give Ryan Pace a little credit. He couldn't pick players, but at least he helped upgrade the facility. Weight room, A. Strength coaches, A minus. Training room, A plus. Training staff, A minus. Locker room, A. The Bears did very well. Now they've recently renovated all that. Yeah. And things like that. What was it six years ago before they renovated? Eight years ago. I don't know. What would it have been? And then the only other grade that's not so good for the Bears is team travel. They get a C minus. Well, what's wrong with team travel? Nobody's got their own plane. Some. You know who's got an A in team travel? Who? Baltimore. Well, how do they travel? I don't know, Yerk. I mean, what what is it that they do that's so special? Do you know who did astoundingly well in this? Do you know which team did the best? Mm, The Miami Dolphins. Not Miami. I printed them all up, so I'll help you. The Seattle Seahawks. No. By the way, Miami did well. You're not wrong. Miami had all A's except team, I'm sorry, treatment of families. Everything else, food, nutrition, weight room, coaches, strength coaches, training room, training staff, locker room, team travel. Miami got an A in all those categories. The only team that really did better, they got an A in everything. Everything across the board. The Minnesota Vikings. A in everything. Yurko, they got an A in every category. Either an A, an A minus, or an A plus. 
they had collectively the best grade out of all the teams. So Kevin Warren maybe had a lot to do with that. Now, How about Arizona? I'll tell you. You ask a team and I'll tell, tell me, you. Arizona. Give me Arizona's hey. grades. You ready? Yeah. Treatment of families, F. Food service nutrition, F minus. Weight room, F minus. Training room, F minus. Locker room, F. They did do well with their strength coaches. They got an A. Their training staff got a B. And their team travel got a B plus. So anything that didn't have to do with the facility. Yes. The facility well. must be atrocious. The human beings are okay. The human beings are okay. Ask anybody Wait, else. Where, you, want, you know who did well? Where's their headquarters? I don't know. I would assume it's somewhere by the stadium in Glendale. Yeah. You know who did well? Who? Green Bay. B plus. Treatment of families. Food service nutrition. A. Weight room. A. Strength coaches. A. Training room. B minus. Training staff. A minus. Locker room. B. Team travel. A. So Green Bay did well. Would you? I see you were there so long ago. I mean, I was there, we didn't have food service when we were there. No, there none, none of that. None of that. When the first time I ever saw food service was Green Bay, not no. Green Bay, uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, and you, the, the Coughlin wanted you to eat there. So you go have breakfast, and they provided it all. You Did didn't, he didn't do that because you. he wanted you guys eating better? Uh, yes, was he like aware yes. of it. Yes, he didn't want people eating McDonald's good or Burger him. King. Good for him. So he didn't want that. And the breakfasts were good. The food was good. The people were good. That's good. So it, it made it nice and easy to. Uh, to go down there, and it was right by the meeting room, so it wasn't a problem. If you ever wanted, like, a, a thing of milk or some cereal or yogurt, yeah. you go in there, pop a yogurt with a couple of blueberries, and boom, good. you're in good shape. So they so. try to make I, – I see right. the point of that, and why teams got so right. into it. But right. I, so yeah. when I went to Cleveland, when they built their thing in Bray, Ohio in 99, they also had food. So, I mean, you know, by then it was starting yeah. to change. Right. And it was starting to get different. The treatment of the family – uh, in the cold weather places, as long as they let them come inside, right, and then they've got fruit, uh, you know, snacks and uh, and sodas and waters and you know that kind of thing. But you can't serve alcohol to people who are going to get in their cars. Mm-hmm. So there's never any alcohol there. You know, it used to be on the plane, you'd get a, a couple, two, three, four beers on a flight home mm-hmm. and some uh, Vicodin. Not anymore. <laughs> and boom, you're in good shape. It stopped at about 93, 92, who, 93, it stopped. Who do you think the worst? If I, Minnesota's the best. Well, Arizona but, was the worst. No, we just team, went over. There's a team that's actually graded out statistically worse in all the categories. Worse than Arizona, Oakland. Nope. Well, maybe Vegas. Not now. Vegas is better. Vegas, now. yeah. It's not going to shock you the minute I say it. I won't make you go through the all the teams. Jets. No, Jets were okay. Washington. Oh, the Doesn't surprise yeah. you a bit. Yeah. Treatment of families, F. Food service nutrition, D+. Plus. Weight room, C+. Plus. The only good grade was to the strength coaches who got an A+, plus, Yurko. Training room, F-. minus. Training staff, D. Locker room, F-. minus. Team travel, F-. If you can't trust your trainer, then you're in trouble. That and that's, if you see it for like your personnel, if they can't be trusted, they're no good. Yeah, I can. And that's, that's what happens. Doesn't shock you, Washington. Now, the board. club, the club employs them. The club employs them, right? Yeah, I would think. Right, they, they do. They employ the trainers and sure. they, uh, the strength coaches. But you've got to be able to be truthful to the player, and you've got to stand right. up for the player. If you're not willing to stand up for the player, right. then you're no good. You're not good at your job. Mm. Uh, where's Danny? Is he on the line? Let's get Danny Boys. on. Where is he? I'm right here. Oh, where about the voice from above? Oh, you're on the ISDN line. Look at you. You're, I thought you were going to call What's in. What's going on, kid? It's weird to, to do this uh, when knowing that you're like seven floors above us. That's you, right. you sound like the voice of God. I, I, I kind of like this. Yeah. I was going to come down and be in studio, but Eric's yeah. like, hey, why don't you just jump in Studio you, A and save uh, yourself a little time? Can, can, wow. can you help the Bears? Yeah, did you see? Did you hear that what we're talking about? The Bears graded out quite well, according to the players around the league. The NFLPA conducted this study. 
Minnesota, top to bottom, the best in all these categories. Washington, the worst. But the Bears did quite well. They weight room, A. Strength coaches, A minus. Training room, A plus. Training staff, A minus. Locker room, A. Team travel, C minus, not great. But you know what their worst grade was, Danny? Food service and nutrition, D plus. So, you know, nutrition, the armchair nutritionist might have to get up there now that we've got a partnership, and you might have to show them a thing you or two, You might have to help them, Danny. Here's the thing. Now that we are the official home of the Bears, I've been spending a lot of time at Hallis Hall, and I've actually eaten in the players' cafeteria, and I don't know how they could possibly con- complain. The food there was amazing, and I found all the healthy options I wanted. Now, I took a deep dive into this story, and the players had, like, two main issues. One was the quality, uh, the healthiness of the food prior to practice, and the other was the timing of the meals. So the timing of the meals thing could be when the cafeteria is open, right? Some guys stay at, stay at Hallis Hall late, late, late at night. Maybe food's not available that could be a knock on the team, uh, okay. or maybe what they provide. What do they want? Twenty-four hour service? Well, I don't. Maybe other teams have. Every Minnesota does. Maybe Minnesota. other teams have this. Like, would you have twenty-four hour I'm service? Kidding. Would Can you put it past there? the Cowboys to have twenty-four hour service? Yes, I would. The Cowboys graded out pretty well too. What, are you going to cook omelets at three a.m. for the team? No, no. But I see Danny's point. Maybe it's just being open later. Dallas did quite well, top to bottom. The only thing Dallas didn't do well on was team travel. Everything else, Dallas was solid A's. And a a plus a and a B they did pretty what well. What Jacksonville, Joe? Okay, give me some Jayville. Uh, well, Jayville's a team that on, I Danny. played with. I'm familiar with. Hold the on, facilities. Danny. You know, while, while you looked that up, one thing I was thinking when I first heard that the Bears did poorly in the food category, I was thinking to myself, maybe it was the availability of vegetarian options because the starting quarterback happens to be a vegetarian. That's true. You know, when you go and eat at those places, there's a lot of lean protein like salmon and chicken breast. And mm. but there's not a lot of gourmet vegan Delicious. options. Well, but is he vegan or vegetarian? Either way, he's not eating salmon or chicken, well, right? Then that would be vegan then, right? Yeah. Well, vegan would be no dairy. Like if you're oh, vegan, right, you're not right, eating right. cheese or right, milk nothing. or yeah. eggs. If you're vegetarian, Oof. you're not eating like animal protein, but you might be eating eggs or milk or cheese. Jacksonville, just not great. Your treatment of family's got an F. Food, nutrition, got a D. Weight room, got a D plus. The strength coaches got an A minus, Yerk. Training room got a D minus, but the staff got an A. The locker room got a D minus. They might not have updated since you've been there. Who knows? That's probably true. And then team travel got a B. At least they did well. There. I, I, I can almost guarantee you they haven't upgraded their, oh, there you go. their locker room since we were there. So you're looking at, what, 25-year-old lockers? Yeah. 28-year-old lockers? D minus. They were cutting edge when I was down there. Uh, all right, Danny. So maybe in any, any locker room I've ever been in. Well, sure. When you were there, of course. Maybe you have to run by a few options for them, like staying open later. And uh, what, what? They don't like the what they get before. Like it's too healthy before practice. Is that what you mean? I don't know if it's too healthy, but maybe like the, the so they have a cafeteria. But maybe before practice, not all the options are available. It's oh, okay. like a. Grab a sandwich or grab a bagel or grab this protein bar or this smoothie. Maybe not everything's available to them, and they would prefer more options before they practice instead of just having a full meal after. Okay. All right. Any advice you'd like to uh, leave, any wisdom you'd like to leave the listeners right now in uh, their, their mission of better health and fitness? Yes. If it was alive, eat it. If it, was alive. Uh, if it was alive, eat it. That includes fruits, vegetables, and animal protein. I would also say when you grocery shop, stay at the perimeter of the grocery store. The things that live in the aisles, yeah. not as healthy for you as the uh, things that have that, you know, go bad. I'm reading this thing my son's doing for school. He shows me, you know, this thing on cows. He's writing about cows. If you got, Danny, I mean, 
I'm reading it, and he's like, you know, why cows are so important? Because they provide us with <laughs> they provide us with great steak and milk. And I'm like, hey, Gio, I don't know if we want to be putting this in his school. Perfect. And he's like, why not? What do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, he's you know, right. The, uh, how could you argue with him? Like, John would agree with you. I don't yeah, like, 100%. I, I, he goes, they, we goes, the, we get to eat great steak and they provide great meat. And I'm like, oh my God. My five, like, he, he should have put his five favorite cuts of steak. Yeah, dude, I'm dying. Ribeye. The marbling. <laughs> the marbling and the ribeye is unbelievable. Like, I'm dying. Listen, I'm Carm, there, there are a lot of purposes oh, for a lot of animals in this world. I don't know of a single purpose of a cow other than providing meat and milk. Meat is coming after us. You better be careful. For what? Why are they coming after you? Who the hell? No. Because they want to come because everybody wants to come after everybody in this world. So who cares? Oh my God! I was dying reading. They this want thing. to come after I'm you. Like, Don't pay attention to them. Tell I'm me, like, go take a flying uh, blank. Uh, I was. It was so funny, you guys. All right, thank you, armchair nutritionist. All right, peace and love. Goodbye. Thank you. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace, peace, peace and, and love. love. Peace and love. I got one other uh, NFL story for what you, you coming what you up. Got? What do you got? What do you it's got? It's about an NFL great that just, in a way, in a roundabout way, helped set a new record. Okay. Not even a roundabout way. He's directly responsible for helping establish a new record, Yurko. I'll tell you that story coming up. Plus, Kaner debuts in the Big Apple tonight. And I want to gauge your interest in that. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Yurko, we have a new record. For the highest-selling game-worn jersey in NFL history, and your new record it obliterated the old record. I, can you see this? I'm gonna see if you can guess. It's Joe Montana. Oh, you knew that? No, I'm looking through it. I can oh, see. Oh, because you could see it as plain well, as day. The old record, York, was held by by Brady from the Super Bowl just a couple years Tom ago. Tom Brady from the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl. Yes. Let me see if I can find it. Hold All right. On. Um, and it sold for how much? I think like. Oh, God, I saw it in the story. Now I don't know where it How is. How much, It sold for like 408000 I want to 408000 That's a good chunk of change. Uh, here, here it is. I'm sorry. I did highlight it. Okay. Uh, the previous record was 480000 Paid for uh, the 2021 Tampa Bay Buccaneers Tom Brady jersey in January of 2022. So just a little over a year later. A year later. This jersey went for a now record $1.212 million. $1.212 million. And it is a Joe Montana jersey. And when you say, well, well how well, could it be what, so much from where, though? What, what, what's it from? And this is why it's pretty cool. Right. He wore it twice. Now, when I heard that, I thought. He wore it twice. That's what I said. I said, How? I said, you tell me back then they were he kept his jersey for four years. I said that can't be. They 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 did keep their jerseys for a little bit. I mean, well, yeah. you want to know? Here's the story. Okay, jersey worn by Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Montana, and not one but two Super Bowl victories, is sold for one point two one million dollars. Jersey was brokered through collectibles and marketplace. Golden previous record was four eighty, as I just told you. Montana first wore the now record breaking jersey in Super Bowl nineteen, in which the Niners beat Miami, and then four years later. In Super Bowl twenty three, in which Montana engineered the famous game winning drive known as the drive when they beat the Bengals. They beat right. Tommy's Bengals. He was sad. Yes. And here's how it happened, Yurko. The morning of the latter Super Bowl, Montana's wife Jennifer pulled the jersey from a scrapbook collection, packed it into Montana's bag with a note, maybe you want to wear it again. So he did. Did it have a patch on it? 
You're, I don't you know, know how the Super Bowls now got patches and I stuff know, like that. I know. That's a good question. Um, so the answer is probably no. All you got to go is look at the footage. Look up Super Bowl whatever right. highlights. And 19 look it up. and 23. And if there's no distinguished patch, the odds are that that could possibly be true. Do you see what Kobe's jersey just sold for? No, what was they it? They had a Kobe jersey. went for like $4.8 million. What? Yeah. Was it like a finals jersey? Sotheby's sold it. Sotheby's? Sotheby's. Sotheby's, yes. Kobe Bryant jersey. What was it it for? Well, it was a game-worn jersey. Obviously. Right. Boy, you you got too much money. You're spending $4 million on a jersey. God bless you. Well, I mean, spending on baseballs, baseball cards. God bless you. The Jordan rookie, the Mickey Mantle rookie. You know what the Mickey Mantle rookie card is worth now? It was bought like 20 years ago for like $1.something million. They say it's worth $25 million if it went for sale. Is that right? Perfect mint 10 graded. Uh, Mickey Mantle rookie card, fifty-two tops. Is that twenty-five right? million dollars? Tom Morgan on all this. I thought it was a really cool story. My initial reaction when I said, "How the hell do you wear it in two Super Bowls?" was the same as yours. I was like, "That can't be right." And then you read the story and you find out how it came to pass. Yeah, pun intended. It's and pretty it's pretty sweet. cool. I mean, to have the jersey he wore in the game against the, the Bengals, that's pretty great. Here it is: five point eight million making sports memorabilia skyrocketing. What was the jersey? Does it say? Like, did he wear it? Yeah, in the it will. If, if things ever stop popping up on the screen for no apparent <laughs> reason, goes, folks. <laughs> a jersey uh, 07 8 MVP season sold for a staggering 5 8. While LeBron James' jersey from 2013 finals fetched 3.6 million just a month prior. Wow. Men's value of basketball memorabilia, according to Aaron Rothschild, expert from Dutch auctions, told the U.S. Sun. That the sports world entry might be uh, by highly respected auctioneers, South, so, Sotheby's, Sotheby's mm-hmm. has contributed to the rise in prices. Wow. So if you can get something with Sotheby's, there's a chance it can go true to rough. Now, I've got the 1993. I know. Reggie White know. jersey, the home jersey, game worn, a lot of wear and tear, a lot of crimps in there. The reason that might have some value. I know it. Is because that's the first year of NFL free agency. And... Reggie's name was on the lawsuit. And, and it was Reggie's first year the one day. that fought for free agency. He got free agency. And that is his home jersey, game worn, from 1993. I might call Sotheby's. Sotheby's? Sotheby's. Sotheby's one day and say, I got a piece, an intriguing piece for you. I would. Tell me what you think. I would. Why, why did... And this would be the 30th anniversary of yes, that. Yes, it would be. You're correct, Yurko. So I might be giving somebody a call. Can I talk to somebody at Sotheby's, please? Why did Reggie give you that? All right, so here's what happened. In 1993, uh, three guys made the Pro Bowl. Uh, Reggie White, Shan, uh, Sterling, Sterling Sharp, and Brett Favre. Okay. So I go to get my jerseys up at the front, and I say, what's going to happen to these jerseys if nobody buys them? If nobody comes up and pays? you got to pay $50 for your jersey. And they say, well, they're going to go over to Dick Bertrand's, Bertrand's Sports Shop. And I says, okay. So I come through and I go, where's Sterling's jerseys? Because I knew they all left for the Pro Bowl. Sterling stopped by this morning and picked his jerseys up. So this is the end of the year. End of the year. It's over. And you had to pay 50 bucks for I your jerseys? I paid 50 and 50. I paid 200. I mean, uh, uh-huh. 100 for my jerseys. For your jerseys? I go through and Reggie's jerseys are there. In- put them on my pile. <laughs> I go, Brett's jerseys. I put them on my pile, right? Just put them on my pile. <laughs> That's awesome. Don't think nothing above it. I paid $300 for the jerseys. Yeah. Got him. I put him. Nobody asked anything about him. In 1995, I've got these jerseys. If I had them for the better part of two years. Right. Favre comes over. You can only imagine why Brett might be coming over. Get to get Vicodin. 
Okay, he's coming over to you. I bring the jerseys out. Reggie, uh, uh, Brett goes, yeah, I don't care. He signed that, he signed right. that, signed the mini helmet, right. and signed the picture that I was a captain with him on. We right. won the game, and we got the picture, and Johnny Gray was in the picture with us. That's awesome. Former defense back. I've seen right? that picture in your house. So I asked Reggie, I said, Reggie, I said, listen, I got the jerseys from 1993. You guys went to the Pro Bowl. Reggie goes, you know, York, that's not fair. I said, well, Reggie, you didn't come pick up the jersey. You know, I went and I got it. I bought it. He goes, I'm going to sign one jersey if you give me a jersey. So you gave so him I one? Gave, I go, which one do you want? He goes, I want the white one. So I gave Reggie the white one. He signed the green one for me. Awesome. Fair trade, right? It's awesome. Fair trade. So you have a signed 93 Reggie White, Reggie jersey. white home jersey. The free agency in the NFL came about because of that. There's not 50 jerseys. You know, Emmett Smith took a jersey off mm-hmm. every five seconds when he came to the sideline. One jersey, 1993, game-worn, Reggie White jersey, 30th anniversary of that. Ding, ding, paging Tom Morgan. Give us a rough estimate. And you should, I, I mean, you. who knows what you're sitting on well, there, I'll, kid. I'll talk to Sotheby's. Well, at least Tom could give you kind of a guideline, maybe. Talk well, to Sotheby's. What did he say? There was $5, 8000000 for the Kobe Bryant? No, you don't. Because you got to put it at auction. You got to see people That's go true. goofy for it. That's true. That's what you've got to do. do we, who do you, what do you call Sotheby's? What are they in the yellow pages? You just yeah, go, call Sotheby's. Go online. The yellow pages. Sotheby's. I got something intriguing for you. And then Brett didn't care. Brett didn't want his jerseys. Brett was. Yeah, he just was happy to get was Viking in, in. No, he was. In that, well, I mean, what's going on here? Well, we know why. Just I because I gave you the reason why he came over, now all of a sudden you're going to lambast my guy? I'm not lambasting him. We know. It sounds like there's oh. a little lambasticity going on right now. <laughs> Either way, we're up against the break. Coming up. The point being, he didn't care about his jerseys. That's why I've got both of his from nineteen. And I've seen those beauties yeah. hanging in Yurko's basement. Oh, yeah. What a story. All right, Crosstalk coming up oh, in two yeah. minutes. Jason Siegel's got the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. Had to have the last word on Carmen and Yurko. And if I see Van Helsing, I swear to the Lord I will slay him. 